Welcome back to Just Scarp Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Sheldon, episode 68, head of UFC Vegas 49. We're first joined up by Hanato Moicano to recap his UFC 271 win over Alexander Hernandez and discuss his uh, future. He's hoping for a quick turnaround. And he has two names in mind, really fun fights. I think you guys would really like that he wants next. And one of them is actually on this card, a guy that he called out. So really intriguing fights that he wants. He's, we talked about him not getting the bonus and how that was kind of disappointing, but how he just wanted those two checks. And that's all he's focused on is just making money because he knows the ranked opponents will come eventually. We're then going to be joined by Terrence McKinney to preview his fight against Farisa Hiam. It's kind of Groundhog Day. We already aired this interview. And then about the day before, or the week before, sorry, a week or couple days before the fight, he ended up, the fight ended up being off. So we just talk about how this kind of, fight came together again like whether why it took so long to get together after the last one so it's happened last year and kind of how he's looking to kind of extend that momentum after that really good seven second knockout over from Matt Favola in his debut and then we close things out talking to Michael Gilmore this was a he- talking to him when he was supposed to fight Johnny Parsons he's obviously late last week as announced he's supposed to fight Maurice Ramiz Brahima I usually don't keep these interviews in but this is my first time I ever talking to Michael he actually gave me a lot of really good stuff about the drop down to welterweight why he's decided to do that, his time on top. So a lot of it wasn't about his current match against Johnny Parsons and how just he kind of thinks this is do or die for his whole UFC career and how he has to win this fight. So really interesting chat with Michael. Be sure to share the show, subscribe, and thank you all for listening and tune in next week for another episode. All right, we're joined by UFC lightweight Hanato Moicano who picked up a big win at UFC 271. Hanato, how's it going, man? Very good, my friend. How about you? I'm doing well. Obviously, you have to be doing a lot better picking up a big win. Like, how happy are you with that performance and getting that submission win? Man, I was happy. It was a really good fight for me. And Hernandez is a tough guy, explosive guy. I was in Texas, his hometown. But I did my homework. I had a great, great, great fight. And, and I'm really happy. When you went for the choke, like it appeared you hurt him striking. Like, was there ever any thought to try to finish him with strikes, or was it always to try to get that neck? No, I was trying to, I don't know, because it's so automatic for me. You know, I am always like, when I feel the guy, the guy hurt, I always go for the jujitsu, for the chokes, for the rear neck chokes, you know. So, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just saw the position and I go for it. Um, were, did anything that he did surprise you in there? Yes, yes. Like the, the, the way he got up, you know, because I, I, I took him down and he was able to stand him up again. So it was really, it was really surprised for me that how explosive, how how explosive he was, you know. He did a good job in. Up. I think you have your finger on the mic. You're really quiet. <sighs> I'm there sorry. Hey, did it's you all hear? Good. Yeah, we heard it all. Nice. Um, but fighting back in front of a crowd too, like, what was that like for you? Man, it was really nice. It was really nice to see the, the like, all the people, like, cheering, booing, all that stuff. You know, it's really nice. I feel the energy from the crowd. And it was amazing. The interview, talk to people, see the their noise. You know, it's 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 a really nice thing. And you got bumped up to the main card. Did you know why that happened? 
Uh, I think like uh, uh, Paris, the guy Paris, uh, I think he couldn't make the weight, so they moved up a fight from the prelims to the main card. That was awesome. Well, what was that like then, being able to be on the pay-per-view? I was really excited to be in the pay-per-view, you know, because I was I was in the prelims, and I thought, man, this is a good opportunity to show my work and to speak it out when I finish him. So I was thinking about that, and when I got the submission, uh, I started to talk as soon as they put the mic in front of me. So it was nice. It was really good for me to be able to fight in a main card like like this, you know, UFC. Uh, main event it, it was awesome you were the first person to ever smit hernandez did you know that no no i didn't <laughs> well, what's that like because he's known for his jujitsu as well so to be able to submit him obviously is a, a nice thing to do yeah i think it's nice but I, I don't really care you know i don't really care too much for that i just care about the win the, the you know i just care about winning doesn't matter if a submission or, or or decision or whatever you know i just want to to get that double check <laughs> that's something you brought up before the fight to me is how you were only focused on the two checks and it didn't really matter about fighting ranked guys like how happy are you then getting both the checks yeah i would be i would be even happy happier if they give me the third check yeah you know? i was hoping for the third check but Oh, good. No worries. You know, I I went there, did my job, great performance, money in the bank. You know what I mean? So I need a, a, a next opponent and I'm going to chase the, the third check. You know what I mean? Were you surprised you didn't get the bonus? Yes, I was a little surprised, but I, I really didn't watch the other fights. The other fights. I just watched Tuivasa. He did a great job. He knocked Knock Lewis out. Lewis is a tough guy from Houston. You know, uh, a, a knockout artist. He's a really hard guy to, to knock it out. So, Tuivasa did a great job, and I'm happy he got the bonus. And, like, Douglas, the Brazilian guy, mm-hmm. was, you know, was a good fight, and, and he, he won a tough opponent. That, that guy, the Russian guy, He's very good, man. I can tell you, he's very good. So, so he deserved, you know, the the money. I didn't see the Jared the Canonia fight, but I think I think they do the right thing, you know. But I always want the money, you know what I mean. But that's okay. I know before, like you said, you only cared about the money and the rankings weren't a thought. That's kind of what you told me before the fight. But now that yeah. you picked up this win, like. Are you now hoping to get a ranked guy next? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I want because like like they say, if you have like if you are more if people know you better, you know, you fight hunting guys, you're gonna get more money on the on the on next contract, you know, or, or, or maybe you can have main events or have more people follow you. So it's always good. But it's not something that I care too much, you know. I care about getting a new opponent, you know, getting a, a fight soon because I'm I'm healthy and I want to to be able to f- to fight a- at least three or four fights this year. So that's what I care for. When is that ideal time frame for you to return? 
two, three months, you know, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to take a little off, like 10 days to take care. Actually, today I was at the gym doing some strength and conditioning. But, I mean, I'm going to train a little bit, but not hard. And I'm going to wait for, for the call. When they call me, when they they offer me a fight, I'm going to take it and we're going to try to submit somebody again. Do you really have anyone in mind you want to fight, or is it just whoever the UFC offers you? Uh, who, whoever's UFC offer, you know, Bobby Green, he fought in the, we fought in the same day, and we have, like, uh, guys like Riddell, a great, great guy, you know, really good striker, but I want to put my name on the top, you know, but up to the UFC, let's see what they have to to bring to us, you know, and my, I hope I fight soon. Those two fights would be really entertaining, you and Riddell and you and uh, Bobby Green. Yes, I think so. Do you think your next fight could be a main event? Like, you're a guy that's headlined before, and especially if you get that kind of right opponent, like, it could be a main event. Yes, of course. And I heard people saying that Bobby Green's deserve a main event, you know, because he he's doing he's fighting for, for so long, and, and he fights, like, the, the very best, very good opponents, and he he has a, a really good skill set, really good boxer, and, and people like him, you know. So I think it's time for him to step up and and get a main event. And I hope I can fight with him in this main event. You know, I know we are not rankings, but uh, rankings is bullshit. You know, let's <laughs> let's let's get the the real fight as a main event. It's gonna be a really good fight, boxer. Boxer versus grappler, and let's see, like the old times, you know, let's see what happened. I agree with you though, because like you were ranked like top five at, at featherweight, like fought Korean zombie Jose Aldo, and then when you move up to lightweight, you don't even get ranked or get a ranked opponent. Like that made no sense to me. It made no sense, yeah, exactly, man. That's why I'm not worried about, you know. Uh, uh, but like, if they offer me a main event, this is gonna be awesome, you know, brother. And me and Bobby Green, we, we fought in the same night. We have good performances, and let's chase the check, man. The thirty, the thirty check. Let's get the the bonus fight of the night or performance. It doesn't matter, man. I just want to go over there, perform my best in the front of in the front of as many people as I can. You know, put a lot of people promote the fight get a hype in the fight and do my best, you know? Are you hoping your next fight is back in front of fans though? Yes, 100%. I want, yeah, but I don't know what, what, what is going to be, you know, maybe, maybe a fight night, but like to be in the front of the fans, it's awesome, man. I, I, I can tell it's different when you are in a, in a situation like that. Apex is okay. It's nice to, to be over there because, UFC take care of everything, you know, so the hotel, the transportation, like it's really close and you have like the PI and all that stuff, Must to be, but to be in a place like Houston, you know, and go to the arena and see all that, that people, man, it's, it's awesome. Go to a waiting like that. A lot of people, you make you ready to fight, you know, you feel ready to fight, you feel ready to, to deliver. So I feel that's a good thing. And hopefully they can uh, give you, or hopefully they can get back to Brazil by the end of the year. You could fight in Brazil. Yeah, that would be awesome. Imagine that fighting fan, fight in front of the fans in Brazil. Really good crowd. That would be amazing. 
Uh, just a couple more things. You're now on a two-fight winning streak, two stoppage wins. Like, are, are you or your manager really plan on reaching out to the UFC and like probably trying to re-up this contract or get more money for your next fight? Man, I just had a, a I, I I just signed a new contract oh. before that fight, so I still have three fights to go, and I'm and I'm really happy with the UFC. You know, uh, I make that clear. You know, I love UFC. I love, man, I, I don't have nothing to complain about. And after the fight, all that talk was about the bonus. I want the bonus. I want yeah. more. Even though I have like UFC is paying me good and I'm feeling good and I feel comfortable, I feel home. I want more, man. We are humans. We we always want more. And Moikano wants the money. <laughs> yeah, I, I want more money. Everyone wants more money. You Everyone. always want more. Yeah, let's just stop the bullshit. Everybody's want money. So let's let's do it. Put me to fight again. I, I want to get more money and I want to get another bonus. That's why I'm talking. Uh, just last thing, like, where do you kind of see yourself at the end of this year? Like, if you get that Green or Riddell fight and you win that, then you get one more. Like, you could be in that top ten by the end of the year. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. I'm not. I'm not thinking about that. Like I say before, I'm. I'm all about the money. I'm here to get to collect checks. You know so. Let's go. Let's find a good fight. Let's find the right opponent. And let's go. Let's go. Well, Hanato, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate everything. You, you I can be here every every day, you know. You just 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 text me. Thank you so yeah. much. All right, we're joined by UFC lightweight Terrence O'Kinney, who's back in action here pretty soon. Terrence, how's it going, man? Good, brother. Obviously, you're supposed to fight in November. Your cornerman test positive. Like, how kind of disappointing was that? So close to the fight, and it gets pulled just like that. Yeah, that was probably the, the second smoothest weight could have had, and that's probably the hardest I worked this camp, but I'm just going to keep the intensity, just more time to prepare, more time to be sharp, and just really show the world something spectacular. So I'm excited for February 26th. Were you disappointed that you didn't get booked like before the end of the year was up? Yeah, because I was trying to get Chris Curtis to action in with six finishes, man. So but that dude's a beast, man. Congrats to him. He's a killer. And when the fight was called off, like was the plan for the beginning to rebook this fight or were there other offers for you? Um, it didn't matter to me. I told him I'll take rematch or a new opponent. It doesn't matter, you know. I like to fight, so I'll fight anyone anytime. Uh, how much does training camp change just because you have obviously added weeks to kind of restudy and re-go over this guy? Um, things are pretty much the same. I'm just making sure my cardio is there just in case. I have to chase him for three rounds, but we're ready. We're ready for it all. Did you have to kind of take a few days or weeks off just because I know people talk about like getting burnt because you work so hard to peak at a certain date and now you have to kind of like reset everything or did you just get right back into training? I did start keep the training going, but then once Christmas and stuff roll around, you know, I took some time off. And have you noticed like anything else since re kind of watching Faris, or is it kind of the similar game plan you already had? Uh, definitely the same game plan, and just uh, like I said, you guys know how I fight. I'm gonna be in his face, you know. 
like everyone says, everyone has a game plan until they get hit in the face, you know. So we'll see what happens. What have you made of his run in the UFC? Because he's on a two-fight winning streak, but that last fight, a lot of people thought he might have lost it. Yeah, uh, against Jamie Malarkey. That was a yeah. good fight. Right? That was the last fight? Uh, no, he had the Luigi one where a lot of people thought he should have got 10 aided in that last round. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I agree with that. That was a close fight. But I just know he's very clean. If you let him dictate his pace of staying slow and just timing your jab as you step in, then he's a dangerous man. But I noticed once Luigi started getting on his head, it, it was a lot harder for Ferris to fight him, and then he ended up clipping him. So <laughs> I already know what it what I got to do. I'm is is cut the angles, get in close, and use my speed. He he is a guy that is very elusive. Like he likes to keep his distance. Is that like something you're already working on in camp? Is like having to try to chase him down the entire time? Yeah, we're just just not even chasing him down. Just cutting them off so making them making sure that back hits the cage and i know it will because the kind of pressure i bring i know he, his back's gonna touch the cage and we're gonna go to work do you think he's gonna wrestle you once he kind of feels your power um I, I if if he survives to be honest but um yeah i think he will right away if i hit him clean you know i don't think he's gonna be a strike anymore at all how do you kind of see yourself winning this fight then? Um, like you guys know how I come, I'm looking for the first round finish every time. I'm here to try to be a fan favorite. That's win or loss. I'm out there to kill or be killed. Where do you think a win over Freeze puts you in the vision, especially if you finish them? That would be two wins, two finishes, and two probably impressive finishes in that. Um, um, I think I could probably potentially get maybe a, a guy that's maybe ranked 15 or around that number. Because Ferris is good. Jimmy Malarkey's good. Went went the distance with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Don Radradale. Went the distance with Radradale in a fight. So that people will know that I'm legit and I'll be able, be able to call out those names. Uh, you're a guy that likes to be active. So you get your hand raised end of February. Like, are you hoping get a like pretty quick turnaround yes yes especially this time because i won't be celebrating jumping on the cage <laughs> so let's i'm trying to get right back in after it so if everything goes as planned lord willing how weird is it that your first ufc fight sold out crowd in phoenix and now you're just off to the apex it seems like in front of like 100 people or so i think this is a lot better for me because it just makes me a lot more calmer and the calmer i am the the more clean I'll be, like, that's my goal every time to be like the greats. And when they go out to fight, they're very calm. Their heart rate's low and just they let the fight come to them. And that's what I'm looking to do. What has this kind of past year been like for you? Because professionally, like, you couldn't have really gotten a better year. You got to the UFC. You also got that quick noggin. Like, what was 2021 like for you? It was awesome, man. I can't lie. Racking off those knockouts four in a row, man. But I just don't want to get caught up in that because I know my job's not done. Like I tell people, like, I have a training camp all year. Like, I'm training for the belt. So my camp never ends until I, I, I hold my goal. You shared your story, too, in that, like, UFC uh, doc or anything. Like, how important was that for you to kind of get that out there? Um, 
I think that's important to get that out there so fans have someone to relate to so they're not feeling alone. Know that it is possible to make a compact and your losses doesn't define you. It's how you get back up. And and I just want to let them know it's possible, you know, trusting God, trusting your family and never give up. Is it kind of surreal to look back on that and see like how far you've came from that moment and now you're in the UFC, like just kind of everything you've accomplished? Yeah, I teared up a couple of times thinking about it because it's just amazing what God has done in my life and I'm forever grateful. Uh, do you put a lot of pressure on yourself going into this one? Because you obviously had a lot of hype after your debut and like people are kind of expecting that from you now is to get those quick knockouts. Um, like I wrestled and stuff. I've been ranked number in the nation. I've been having to deal with that kind of hype and stuff. But like I tell people, I don't care about that. If it goes through on a one, my job at the end of the day is to win. Like I, I got family to feed. So like, um, half the check is just not in the game plan at all. So I don't care what I have to do by any means. I'm going to get the victory. Do you think people underestimate your wrestling just because of your knockout power of late? Yeah, I, but that's good. I want people to forget I can wrestle, man. And that's second nature to me. It just, it's just instinct once hits the ground. That's just in my heart. So, like, people, people might see it soon, maybe even this next fight. Who knows? How important is that, too? Like, not even just the offensive wrestling, but your defensive wrestling and your takedown defense so you can keep it standing if you want to. Exactly, which is huge, man, because then I dictate how the fight goes. I dictate where it goes and how it goes, which is which is huge, man. That's pretty much putting me towards that place of being unstoppable, and that's the main goal, to show people that I'm the real goat, and I'm going to keep working until that status is earned. Uh, just a couple more things. What like What's kind of this perfect year like for you? You obviously had a really good 2021. What's the kind of perfect 2022 for you? Um, perfect 22 for me is going 4-0, being in top 10, getting ready for a top five person fight uh, next year. Do you plan to really call anyone out or do you just kind of leave your manager to get those fights for you? Um, I'm definitely going to be looking to call someone out if I get another spectacular finish this fight. Uh, just last thing, you obviously fought contender series at 45, but... You look so much better lightweight. Like, how much better do you feel in there at 55 compared to when you fought at 45? Um, I feel a lot better. Like, when I was cutting for contender series, like, there's a couple of times I almost passed out. Like, one, making 145 towards the end was just too much for me because I was in the middle of growing. So, like, 155 is a perfect fit. It's, it's not too hard to make. And I just feel a lot better. Just, like, I recover better. I'm not getting as injured. So, if I were to... Anything people would just try to avoid cutting weight as much as possible. Well, Terrence, I appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing this. No problem, man. Appreciate you guys. Shout out to BJPan.com, baby. All right. We're joined by UFC welterweight now, Michael Gilmore. Michael, how's it going, man? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. That's the first thing I want to touch on is dropping down to welterweight. Obviously, you were middleweight on the show. You fought at welterweight and catchweights and stuff on the regional scene like was this always the plan to go to 170? Yeah, 170 is where I feel more comfortable at um, size-wise. Those guys at 185, um, for the most part, are just big monsters. When I stepped in the cage against Andre, I was only uh, 191 or 192. So um, I didn't bulk up enough. And when you see guys at the top of 185, like uh, um, 
uh, it's the uh, Yoel Romero that's yeah. at an 85 or Paul Costa or Marvin Vittori, those guys, man, they're monsters. So um, I w- went up to 185 to get on the show and see what I can do there. There are some guys at 185 that I do feel size-wise I can compete with that are a little bit smaller guys, but um, I was told by Mick Maynard that I had to pick uh, either 170 or 185, and 170 is where I feel uh, most comfortable at and where I feel like I'm going to have the best advantages for myself. Uh, what has life been like for you since the show? Because a lot of people liked you on the show and your story, are you like, you quit your job, you're ready to be just that alternate, even Dana White liked it. It's like, what has life kind of been since that show aired? And then obviously your debut. Um, it's been uh, weird not having a, a nine to five job, I guess. It's been a lot of, a lot of focus on training, which I'm grateful for um, to be able to do that at this point. Uh, the amount of people like yourself um, that have reached out to me and, uh, you know, wanted to talk with me or hear my story uh, or just positive messages on social media. Uh, it's been uh, really humbling. There's a lot of really cool people out there from all over the world. Um, recently, some kid in Korea just uh, drew uh, a fighter fan picture of me. And that's it's just crazy to me to think about that people all over the world watch this sport and can be a fan of yours. And so I think that's kind of what it's been like is getting to experience how many cool people are out there. There's a lot of people that talk shit and stuff uh, online. Oh, oh, there you go. You're back. Gotcha. So I, yeah, that's kind of what it's been like is a lot of training. um, And, and, you know, from the fan side of it, it's been, it's been really cool. And, with the show like what do you take away from that because you got to work with like all those uh, really good fighters like the coaches on there like i imagine like your knowledge of the sport knowledge of stuff you can do in the fight like only grew a whole bunch yeah um i mean and i was only there for like two and a half weeks so the amount that i was able to take away just in that time that i'm able to even bring back to my team brian ortega had uh, a coach come in um, who's an expert just on breathing techniques. And uh, he spent some time working with me and there's a protocol that he gave me just on breathing. So even both in my strength and conditioning workouts and uh, MMA workouts, I'm still utilizing those techniques that he's taught, you know, that he taught me to uh, maximize the amount of good oxygen that I'm able to bring in and, and pushing out. Um, I believe it's a CO2. I'm not the expert there, but, but pushing yeah. out stuff that you're trying to get rid of when you're breathing so hard. And just those little things like that um, improve cardio so much. And it, it takes work and effort um, to do that and consistency, but just little things like that, that, um, you know, I would have never gotten to experience or learn just on my own where I was at in my career. The, the people that Brian Ortega was able to bring in, um, you know, w- was massive uh, as far as opportunity goes. Uh, do, are you kind of viewing this like as your official UFC debut? Like it has nothing to do with the show. Like you get to wear the like the Venom gear. It's not like the tough shorts. Uh, yeah. So I I don't necessarily think of it as a debut, but um, I I mean I am excited to. Uh, it it will be the first one that separates me from the show, and I'm in there just like everybody else with the Venom shorts and all that. Um, and and it does feel a little bit more like. I'm not, uh, you know, part of the show and, and it's just going to be Michael Gilmore 
not you know Michael Gilmore, the t the tough athlete's going to be uh, Michael Gilmore, the UFC fighter. Uh, your fight on the like against Petrovsky, like what do you take away from that? Because you had some success in that fight. Yeah, um, man, Petrovsky's a tough out for anybody on the ten day notice um, because of how good and strong his wrestling is, uh, and the fact that he's relentless with it. It's just not one shot; it's two shots, um, and so trying to prepare for that uh, was tough on 10 days, but the, the success that I had in the second round and, and parts of the third round with my standup um, definitely gives me confidence. If I was able to do that, you know, up at 185, um, at 170, I'm definitely going to be able to bring that power uh, that I have, you know, that I had up at 185 back down to 170 um, with even better cardio, because I am good. You know, I do have to work to cut the weight to get to 170. It's not a, it, you know, it's not easy by any means. Um, so the cardio that comes with the weight cut uh, and the strength I'm going to be able to bring down there is going to be huge. Um, my up, upcoming opponent doesn't have an, anywhere near the wrestling type credentials that Andre has. Um, so that that's good. It's, it's something I didn't have to prepare for or don't have to prepare for for him as much as you would with somebody like Andre. Um, Andre's got a lifetime of wrestling. So just a few days or even just a camp trying to prepare for somebody who's got a lifetime of wrestling is, is incredibly difficult um, to do. So uh, the success I had, had on the stand-up, I'm looking to be able to build off of that and really show um, what I have with my game with that respect. You sort of answered there, but I just kind of want to build on it. Like, how do you think you match up against Johnny? Because I think to a lot of fans, they kind of view this as one that's probably mostly most likely going to be a striking fight. Yeah, um, I think uh, based on, on what's out there, the, the people who uh, have that assumption are probably correct that he looks to uh, be very into, uh, you know, his Muay Thai skills that he's, um, you know, apparently he went over to Thailand to, to work on those and develop those skills. So that's where he feels more comfortable at. Um, I'm a, a world champion in um, karate. So stand up is, is an area where I'm comfortable at as well. Um, so I think, that being, I think the vast majority of the fight is probably going to happen on the feet and, and we'll see um, who's got the better skills that way. Um, it's a fight, so there's a good chance it ends up on the ground. He likes some tie sweeps and things like that that, that could get things to end up on the ground. Um, I did wrestle in um, middle school all the way through high school uh, as well, so I have some of that. I mean, it's been a long time since it's been a main focus of mine. Um, for sure. So it, it, it's possible to get to the ground, but I do think um, both of us um, feel most comfortable on the feet, which should make for an exciting fight. You already had power at 85, but like your power at 70, like that's going to be like a big X factor for you. I think so. Um, but I, I also think that um, from what I've seen with uh, Johnny uh, Parsons, he's durable. So um, I'm not at all relying on, um, the sorry my dog's here uh i'm not at all uh relying on on the fact that i come i'm coming down from 185 and i'm going to have this francis Ngannou type power on somebody i know that i'm going to be able to hurt him with my hands but i also know that he um he's durable so I'm, it's not a it's not something i'm going in there and, and going to rely on i know it's going to take a lot more than just power to beat him like how do you kind of see yourself winning this fight then um I, I see that it, if it's a fight that remains on its feet, um, I, I do think a pretty dominant decisions 
in uh, the realm of possibility. Um, but I am, I'm going out there looking for the finish, just like every fighter. Um, well, I, I see some areas in which I think I'll have, have some advantages for a finish. Um, but again, he's proven durable. So um, a lot of fighters punch themselves out against fighters like him. And, and he, you know, takes some weathers the storm and comes back. And I'm going to look to do everything I can do to prevent that. You get your hand raised here. Like, what are those emotions like picking up your first UFC win? Because it's been a lot of years for you to get here. Yeah, that's that's been my singular focus because, you know, I came in late on the show, um, you know, and just just didn't have a good performance um, against Andre. I, I do. I feel like I raised my stock and really showed people that I am a real fighter. Um, I do have skills, but unfortunately, I didn't get my hand raised. So, um, you know, searching for that first UFC win, um, you know, that's that's been the whole focus since, um, you know, since fighting Andre. And, you know, not kind of not knowing when my next fight was going to come up because it's it just I didn't know for a long time um, when my next opportunity was going to happen. So but my focus has been just getting that win, because getting to the UFC is not um, it wasn't the goal just to get there. That's just the start of a new goal. Um, so I've kind of been, you know, you, you set goals and you achieve them and then you set new ones. And I, I've achieved a goal to get to the UFC by that and no in no way is the end of, of those goals. And the next step in that list of goals is definitely a UFC win. Uh, you get your hand raised here. Like, are you hoping quick turnaround and like get to start stacking up these wins or do you want a bit of time off? Um, obviously that depends on how you come out of yep. the fight. Um, but assuming things go well and I come out healthy, um, I want to be an active fighter. I don't want to sit around and wait for months on end. Um, I would like to, you know, carry the work that I've been doing with my strength and conditioning coach um, and my team and just keep that momentum going and stacking up the wins. I don't um, I don't necessarily want to sit around and wait for a long time. And I think um, where I'm at, uh, only getting my second UFC fight, that's not a, even a luxury that I would expect um, to have, you know, one fight and long periods of time off. Plus, um, you know, I've got a family support to support too. So I got to stay as active as, uh, as they'll allow me to be. The cut to 170, it's one you've done before. So like, do you think it's going to be no problem or do you think it, like it is obviously more than what you'd have to do for middleweight, but is that not a concern for you? Uh, the weight cut's never been a concern. Um, I just, I go into every weight cut. It's just, they always suck that first, mm-hmm. you know, once you get the fight notice and you start to clean up your diet a little bit. Um, some of the weight comes off right away. Um, that last five to eight pounds is, it's always the worst. Uh, when you're, I'm down to 70, 185 was no problem at all. Um, but going down to 170, that last little bit, it always hurts, but I've never missed weight. Um, and I've even, um, I was flirting with going down to 155 at one point and I made uh, catch weight at 165 before. Um, and so, the weight cut, it, it's going to it's gonna hurt like it does everybody, but it's not going to be a problem. I won't miss weight. That's not even – that part's not a concern. Um, the UFC PI um, was really nice uh, helping me with um, a meal plan and, and uh, some supplements uh, to follow. So I'm, it's been the first time I've had the opportunity to work with uh, nutrition, uh, nutritionists like that um, to really t- uh, hone in not only the diet part, but – the nutrient part. So I think the weight cut itself is going to be um, what it always is, but I'm going to have some extra um, extra in me because of what the uh, UFCPI has 
uh, been helping me with. I've seen like on Instagram, you've done like you work with uh, Joaquin Buckley a lot. Like who are kind of the main guys you're working with for this camp? Yeah. Um, but Joaquin fights the week before yeah. I do. Um, so he and I have been working uh, together. Chaos Williams is part of our gym, uh, working with him. Daquan Townsend, uh, former UFC fighter. He's uh, working his way back, but um, get a lot of work in with him as well. Some of the bigger guys there. Then we got some local fighters that um, – that are part of our gym that, um, that are working their way up. But uh, those guys are a little bit of the smaller weight. So, um, more technique wise, like, uh, Charles Johnson, uh, that he just defended his LFA belt, uh, at flyweight in, um, St. Louis this past weekend. Um, and, uh, his next call has got to be the UFC. I mean, he's, yeah. so that's, but he, he's somebody technique wise. I get to work a lot with, he too spent a lot of time in Thailand. Um, for at uh, Tiger Muay Thai, and so some of the the Thai stuff I've, I'm able to work on with him, uh, perfect in pre- preparation for uh, what Johnny has to offer. Uh, my strength and conditioning coach Justin Hardick, um, he's fantastic. He's a, a former NFL player. He spent some time at, at Tiger Muay Thai uh, himself. Has some Thai fights. Um, he's a heavyweight, so we don't like full on spar. Um, but his knowledge, both in strength and conditioning and just being a professional athlete himself, as well as a fighter, um, you know, he's somebody that I work well with. Uh, he'll be in my corner uh, in there helping me with the weight cut as well. Um, so the, those are the well-known guys um, that I, I work with out of my gym. And then we've got some real uh, young guys coming up that, uh, that I think is going to do some big things in the UFC. Uh, just two more things for you. You actually fought Chaos Williams. I saw him as amateurs, like in years ago. Like, and you beat him. But what's it like now to train with him? Is that something you still kind of bug him about a bit that you got that win over him? No, it's. I think. I mean, it, it was an it was an amateur fight, so I think we both kind of know, uh, you know, what it was at that time. Um, I beat him at that point in time because. I was more of a cerebral fight, uh, fighter than he was. He just had the pure toughness. He split my chin open. I've got a big scar. The compliments of Chaos Williams. Uh, he's. Uh, I haven't felt power like what he has, and what I mean. And now everybody's got to see it on display in the UFC. Um, I was just fortunate enough to not have my chin up in the air uh, for it to shut the lights out. Um, but no, it's it's not anything that comes up. Uh, with us personally, I mean, it, it obviously is pretty cool when people know about it and they're like, oh, you beat this guy. But what Chaos Williams is now is nothing like the guy that I fought. So um, we both evolved so much. Uh, and he's obviously carried his power through with him, but his um, IQ of the fight game of MMA in general has has gone so much. So the the guy that I fought is not even, not even the same guy as what uh, we all get the pleasure of watching now. Uh, just last question for you. Like, what is kind of the goal for you this year? Like you, you mentioned you want to be active, but like professionally, what is the kind of the goal for you? Uh, the goal for me is to, uh, start getting or get back on a win streak. I was on a three fight win streak, um, before the, sh- you know, I, I lost to Gilbert. So I, I consider it ending there, but it didn't technically end until Andres, but I want to get back on a win streak. Um, and, and start building my resume in with the UFC. Um, I don't think there's any rush. You know, a lot of people come in and say, um, be the next champion or whatever. I know that that's, that's a, a long road from where I'm at now. So I'm going to keep setting my goals. So the first one here is get that first UFC win. I'm not uh, looking past Johnny. It's always going to be a tough guy uh, to get past. Um, but once, once I get that win, you know, just 
you know, if another fight comes up at 170 relatively close uh, in time, I'm going to be ready for it. And I want to, you know, build another win. And the the goal that I've set for after this first UFC win is obviously to get a contract extension with the UFC. Um, usually when you get into your second contract with them, that's when you start to make you, you make a little bit more money where you can feel comfortable with you and your family um, and, and what you're doing. And, and a little bit more time in between fights, you know, it's not so stressful um, once you get to that second contract. But I can't get to that or even consider that until I get, uh, you know, stack up a couple of wins. Uh, in a row to be able to negotiate or even talk about that. So that's my, you know, I've got the goal of the UFC win and then the win streak and then get to that second UFC contract um, is, is kind of what I hope my 2022 uh, career in the UFC will bring starting 2023, maybe a new contract uh, or renegotiate a contract where I, you know, get paid a little bit more and I'm on a win streak and I can start building from there. Well, Michael, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. I appreciate you and reaching out uh, to me. It's uh, yeah, it's always humbling when people uh, you know want to take the time to talk talk to me. So thank you. I appreciate it.